An excellent morning, my brothers and sisters, friends all around the world that are tuning in to All in One, One and All, this movement that's dedicated to your inner peace and joy and cultivating a deep sense of awareness of these essences and the expression of them in all different areas of our lives to reveal more of our abundant nature, our prosperous nature. If this is your very first time, welcome to All in One, One and All. If this is another time that you're joining us, then absolutely welcome back and we are very happy and grateful that you are joining us and I'm pretty excited to speak to you today as we continue our talk on divine manifestation. All right, we continue our talk on divine manifestation. We started the first in the series last week, and we have three more talks to go. Uh, this is the second, uh, discussing divine manifestation. And last talk, you know, we went into some of the basics of what that is uh, to help individuals to understand uh, manifestation, you know, and in terms of the acronym used in a book of new thoughts, which has been doing very well. Uh, the feedback of a book of new thoughts has been amazing. A lot of people are saying great things. A gentleman that owns an airline in Nigeria is launching what will become one of the biggest airlines in West Africa um, very soon with brand new aircraft, very first airline being launched in Nigeria and West Africa, in fact, with brand new aircraft. And he got the book and he's reading it and he said it's superb. So the feedback has been amazing, guys, and I want to encourage you, if you haven't gotten yours yet, you definitely want to get a copy. A lady told me the other day the book is delicious. Uh, just so many wonderful things that people have been saying, and I'm so grateful and thankful for the feedback that's going on. It's really amazing. So divine manifestation, you know, when we look at the word manifestation and we looked at the uh, racronym of it, uh, we looked at it last week and we spoke about the ideas that we are accessing, you know, because manifestation is really about accessing ideas, activating them for their expression. And it reveals your opulent or opulent nature. You know, we, all of us have this opulent nature inside of us. Uh, all of us have it. So manifestation, in terms of a racronym, is man accessing now ideas found existing subconsciously, then activating them, increasing opulence now. So we're talking about increasing opulence. We're not simply talking about uh, visualization uh, as a means of manifestation, which is fine. Uh, you know, it's okay to get pictures of homes and cars or ideas of businesses that other people may have done and then work towards manifesting those. And then the manifestation of those is fine. You know, that's, that's cool. But that's visualization. Now what we're seeking to help us to embrace is life visioning where you know access ideas from the idea sphere or the realm of ideas that divine realm of thinking you know there's god's thinking kamkura the realm return to the realm of god's thinking as the japanese would say so as we meditate as we affirm as we do that affirmative prayer and we study spiritually we have high-minded conversations you listen to audios such as this one and watch videos that are empowering and enlightening it will bring you into an awareness of that divine realm of thought and then you get access to a higher level of thinking which allows for you to manifest your opulent nature it allows for you to reveal your transcendental infinite omnipotent nature that each and every one of us has so as we are in this process of divine manifestation last week we spoke about anchoring ourselves 
anchoring ourselves, rooting ourselves, knowing that we are centered in the divine, knowing that the divine is centered in us, knowing that God's center is everywhere and the circumference is nowhere. So once that understanding is there and the clarity is there about that, then it gives us the opportunity to be ready, ready to start to set the foundation for expression of manifestation in a divine way. Divine manifestation, what we're talking about is where God in us, as us, and through us is manifesting. Now, God as us, through us, in us is manifesting as our thoughts, then also the words we speak, the actions we take, and the deeds that we accomplish, because it is God in us that's manifesting. So what we're seeking to do, ladies and gentlemen, is to fine-tune our instrument, fine-tune our being, so that we are manifesting the divine. The divine is literally rising up in us, the Christ, the Buddha field, the Krishna consciousness. Whatever term you want to use, God consciousness, infinite intelligence, love, whatever word you would like to use to describe the presence of God in you as your very life and your very being is okay. What's important is that we allow it to express. What we, it's important is that we allow that which is our highest and best within us to have its way by means of us. So divine manifestation, we anchor ourselves, we root ourselves. You know, there are certain practices that we can do. You know, some of us are aware that we have seven energy centers that people call chakras. So there are seven energy centers. One is at the base of our spine. And that's the one that anchors us pretty much to the, to the earth, to the planet. You know, we're anchored. When we're centered and we know that we're connected and we're one with the planet, the one, the planet is one with us. We're one with all of life. All of life is in us. We're in all of life. So we're not separate from any aspect of life. And it, you know, it literally engenders within us the desire to clean up the planet. You know, there's a desire to see the planet clean and better. You know, just like I was inspired with the ideas to pay um, people to remove the bottles from the drains and the sidewalks. And it will create employment, but also it will create a business that will generate profits. So there's an idea. There's so many great grand ideas that will come forth from the idea sphere and will birth themselves by means of us when we are rooted in the spirit. And being rooted in the spirit is not to disconnect ourselves or feel like we're separate from the planet. You know, our, our spiritual energy is one with the planet. So our base chakra, the very one at the bottom of the spine, that's where we feel and we start to cultivate a sense of connection with the earth so we don't feel separate. And then your emotional chakra, that's the one that's at your belly button. That's where all of those emotions uh, are, are felt. You know, sometimes you, you have a feeling, you know, every time you feel that sense of, of apprehension or nervousness or anxiety, it's always in your tummy, right? Down in, your, down in that navel section, right? That's where that energy center is. And that's where we actually literally can purify our emotions through practice and continuously being willing to embrace them with love and compassion when they arise. When someone does something to you that hurts your feelings and you feel that negative feeling in your tummy or something happens to call you to feel a sense of anxiety or worry, that is a beautiful opportunity for you to love that energy. For you to like imagine opening yourself up like wings. You have big wings and you wrap those big wings around that feeling of anxiety or fear or doubt or worry or anger or resentment or whatever word you'd like to use to describe that energy. But it comes up within you and you feel that negative energy. It's not negative. It's really 
energy that's just been used in the incorrect way. You know, we had labeled it incorrectly when we felt fear. We had labeled it incorrectly when someone hurt us or someone said something that caused us to, to retract our love. And then we attached that action to retracting our love. So every time someone does something similar to that, we retract our love and we contract instead of allow ourselves to expand and express. So what we should do, my friends, is to embrace that energy. And what will happen is like your love, you're, you're loving that energy that comes up when someone sticks you or pricks you or says something to you that hurts your feelings or you have an experience that causes that feeling in that navel area where you cringe. That's an opportunity now for you to do alchemy of the soul. You are, we, each and every one of us is an alchemist. Now the alchemist in terms of the material world is known for transmuting lead to gold. And every alchemist knows that for you to move lead to gold, you first have to have a little bit of gold to put into the lead and then go through the process and it will transmute all of the lead to gold. But you cannot move from lead to gold without a little bit of gold. So what we have is fear, doubt, worry, those emotions at the chakra level of the navel. And when we pour love into it, when we wrap arms of compassion around it, that becomes the alchemy of our soul. And what we're doing is transmuting fear, doubt, worry, anger, resentment, whatever name we use to describe those energies, we are now transmuting them back into love, joy, peace, harmony, the natural state of our being. So this process, ladies and gentlemen, is a beautiful process of literally purifying our emotions. You know, we could even take deep breaths when we feel it. Take in the fresh, beautiful spirit. And you inhale that and you bring that breath in. And by bringing that breath in, ladies and gentlemen, you're literally now purifying your, your emotions that you're feeling down there when something seems to go awry. Something seems to be going in a direction that we don't like, <laughs> right? And then therefore we feel uncomfortable in that area. And that's your opportunity to get into spiritual practice and be a practitioner rather than somebody who just hears and listens to what other people say and get all excited when people say things, but you're not practicing, right? So here's the opportunity to practice. And this is a powerful practice that I'm sharing with us. And those who engage it, you literally feel lighter and lighter and lighter over time. Your joy will increase, your peace will expand, and you'll feel so triumphant. You'll feel so victorious. Your courage will increase your strength will increase because this is energy that's stuck you know those emotions that we call negative emotions is stuck energy and it can be transmuted into its natural order of love and peace and joy by doing the practice i just mentioned and there's some other ones but those ones need maybe some demonstration to try to describe them to you would not be so useful here but there are many practices that we can use to purify our second chakra you know, and then as we get into the third um, chakra, right, this is where we now start to purify our will. You know, our will is is that divine will. There's the egoic will that is in the third chakra because the third chakra has that, you know, will. But what we want to do is align ourselves so that we're so centered in the divine that we're allowing the divine will to be our will. You know, we'll be able to join the master teacher Jesus that says, not my will, but thy will be done. 
So not my will, but thy will be done. And we're opening up ourselves so that thy will, the will of the great one of this universe, the, the one that we call creator, the one that Jesus called father, the one that some of us call God, and different names that we use to describe the creator of this grand, beautiful universe, that will will now <coughs> become our will or your will as we allow that will to be. So we're allowing the divine in us to have its way by means of us. And we're allowing that will, which is the, which was before an egoic will. It was a will of might. It was a will of break down the wall, get it done by any means necessary. <laughs> right? That's the egoic will. And it's very strong and it comes through the third chakra. But as we align ourselves with the divine and we, in a sense, pull back from that might, not by my might, but by thy spirit, saith the great one of this universe. So we, through the third chakra, can open up ourselves in such a way that it's the divine will that's flowing in through and as us. And it's not an egoic will. It's not a might. It's not trying to break down a wall. Because your might creates a wall and your willingness creates a way. Right? So when you are fighting to get something done, it creates a wall that you have to now break through. Because you're setting an energy in motion that creates an opposition. Because you feel that you have to break through. You have to fight through. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't mean that we acquiesce the circumstance. But what we're doing is we're pliable. We're supple. And we're not anxious about pushing through any situation or circumstance that we may find ourselves in. It doesn't mean that we you know, acquiesce and just collapse to any particular un, uh, needed or unwanted circumstance. We work to change them, but not with a sense of anxiety. We will grow like the lilies of the field, but we will spin and toil not. Meaning that we're not anxious, we're not sweating, we're not, you know, running like crazy, like we're trying to, you know, if, if we don't do this, I'm going to die and something's going to go wrong. You know, we're opening ourselves up allowing that divine will to have its way by means of us. And as we open ourselves up more and more and more, what we're doing is allowing now divine manifestation to start to happen. Because when we have an egoic will, when we have this by my might, right? By my might creates a wall and our willingness creates a way. So when you say, you know, I must get this done, I have to get this done, right? By any means necessary, you know, that, that's, that's a manifesta stage of consciousness. That's when you're in that stage of being a manifesta, you're manifesting your goals, your dreams. And it seems quite logical to do that. And it's okay in the beginning to learn it, to prove to yourself that you can manifest, right? So in the beginning that you may have to be the one that's, I got to get this done. I got to get to the next level. I have to get this through. I have to make sure that this happens by this date. And you work really hard and you make sure that you do everything necessary. And that's a stage of learning. But when you've now proven to yourself that you can manifest, when you have now know that you're a manifester, then we need to open up ourselves up to a higher level of manifestation where there's an ease and a grace and a flow that's going to happen because we're not struggling with the will. We're not having a separate will from the divine will. We are in a space of allowing and letting and, and allowing the presence of God that's in us, that's as us, to have its way by means of us. And we start to flow as opposed to struggle and strife and trying to push and break things down in an effort to get the result that we're seeking. So this is an important stage, right? A third stage, the will. 
understanding that the will is right below, in, right, you know, that third chakra is at the solar plexus, that's right in between your ribs, right in that little middle section between your, uh, I guess, in your, in your abdomen, right where your stomach is, for those who may know where the stomach is, biologically speaking, all right, that's right behind there is your solar plexus, and that's where your will is. So as we let go of the egoic will, the struggle and strife, then we're opening up ourselves to be pliable and subtle, like a river. You know, when you look at a river that's flowing down the stream, right? It's just meandering and going, and it's finding its way, and it's not struggling against the rock. But as it keeps rubbing up against the rock, over time, it will literally cut a way through the rock, because the river is more powerful than the rock. Water is tougher than rock, right? Water is a tougher substance than rocks, right? If you pour water on, if you drip water on marble, it wears it, right? So one drip at a time over a long period of time will create a crater in the marble if it keeps dripping in the same spot. That's how powerful water is. So our spirit is like the water. There's a divine flow of water in us, and it's coming out through that will. And it, it whenever we have that, that might, it clogs that pipeline. It clogs that area of flow. And we don't get to have the divine manifesting in through and as us because we are blocking the circuit. We're blocking the channel because of this. I must get this done. I have to get this done. And we, it's okay, as I said before, to have that disposition when we're maturing. You know, we're learning. We're moving. When, when those of us who are, you know, learning about victim consciousness and giving up ways of victimizing ourselves or seeing others as victims, and eliminating those ways of being from our consciousness. So eliminating blame, eliminating shame, eliminating guilt, eliminating false pride, you know, eliminating anger. As we eliminate those victim ways of being, we move into manifestation where we have responsibility. We, we now cultivate courage. We start to develop the faculty of vision. We start to have our affirmations. We have goals. We have dreams. We have, as, we have desires and aspirations. And we're working towards their fulfillment and we're working steadily to ensure that we manifest these dreams, these goals, these ideas that are placed within us. But while we're doing that, we're now in the stage right now of wanting to mature out of it. And we're talking about divine manifestation today. So divine manifestation is where, yes, you have your goals, your dreams, your ideas, but there's a very pliable effort towards getting them. There's an effortless effort towards getting your goals accomplished. You're busy. You know, an analogy that's good to use is almost like you, you've, you've seen swans, right? Which is like a duck, but it's, it, it's, it's called a swan. It's, it moves elegantly, right? It moves different from the duck. <laughs> um, but if you've ever seen a swan on top of the, of, of the water in a lake, right, you'll see that it's moving gracefully. And it looks like it's not doing anything to float on top of the water. But if you had a camera underneath the water, you'd see that it's, 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 it's feet, right, with the webs in it. They're moving like fast, moving really fast. But it's so graceful that you cannot see the paddling underneath the water. But on top, it's so cool. And so it is that we have to be. We have to be like that, you know, the, the, the web of, the, of the, um, the swan. On the outside of life, we're busy. We're moving. You know, you're going towards getting the goals done. You're doing everything that's necessary. But there's no anxiousness inside. There's a calmness. There's a smooth movement, right, of 
inside where you don't have anxiousness, you don't have nervousness, you know, you not you don't have worry because you have meditated, you have affirmatively prayed, you've done your spiritual study, you've done your life visioning, you're you're having high-minded conversations, and you're doing fellowship and selfless service. So as a result, you have this calm inner sense of being. So even though you're busy outside, you're making calls for your business, you're planning for the businesses that you're building, you're helping different areas of community, you're working with family members, you're forgiving, you're kind, you're gentle, right? All of that is happening. And inside you're calm, there's peace, there's joy. That's just resident. It doesn't fluctuate, it's not up and down, it's not here today, gone tomorrow, here one moment, gone the next. It's just constantly there and you're able to express and reveal your glorious nature because you're in tune Right with the divine, you're becoming tuned with divine and understanding that the third chakra is somewhere that we need to purify. And then, as we go into the fourth chakra, which is in the heart space, right? And I'll dive more into that in the next talk as we divest, you know, ourselves of erroneous ways of being that allow for us to harmoniously allow our divine self to flow. What we have to do is to move our bloated nothingness out of the way of the divine circuits so that they can flow. As Ralph Waldo Emerson so brilliantly said. So you and I, what we have to do is to take that bloated nothingness, that sense of identity that came from a body or the body of experiences that came from culture, that came from parental fantasy, that came from all the different ways in which we had identified ourselves and letting those lesser identities go. Not that we drop them, we use them, we do them. We are fathers, we are mothers, we are children to others. You know, we are um, businessmen, businesswomen, we are mentors, we are mentees, we are coaches. You know, we're, we're doing many different things. We're sweeping the road, we're cleaning, we're driving, we're working in hotels. We're doing many different roles, but we do not lose ourselves in these various roles. We know that our life is divine and we do not confuse ourselves with the lesser identities. So we play them, we act our divine self in them we express we serve God through the rules we serve God to the world we are the ones bringing heaven to earth we are bringing love bringing joy bringing peace bringing wisdom bringing innovativeness creativity genius abundance and prosperity and we're bringing that from heaven to earth and then you and I ladies and gentlemen we become those anchor points that's bringing heaven to earth. That's the time that we're in. We're in that dispensation where we're literally downloading and manifesting what's been spoken of for years, the golden age, an age where harmonious prosperity lives, where each and every human need is met, where all of us work collectively together for a world that works for the highest and best in each and every one of us. Everyone's fed, everyone's clothed, everyone has everything that they need on a legitimate level. And of course, those of us who want the illegitimate needs, <laughs> go and get them. Go work hard and do what's necessary to manifest what it is that you want. But ladies and gentlemen, that's the era that we're in. We're in that era where we're coming together. The old world as we have known it, built on separation, built on selfishness, greed, envy, jealousy. That world is passing away. And the world now that's birthing itself is based on shared prosperity, love, harmony, wisdom, genius, innovativeness, resourcefulness, divine thoughts flowing in through and as us. Where the 
Christ becomes that government upon which shoulders we stand. That's the time that we're living in. And you and I are the harbingers. We're the midwives that's birthing the golden age. But also, we are also hospicing. We're taking care of the dying world and allow it to die with as much peace and as much joy as possible in terms of wrapping it as our brothers and sisters who are locked in that world are grappling with those changes and screaming loudly and making a lot of noise and trying their best to maintain the status quo which will not be sustained and maintained because the universe has moved on the earth is spinning faster manifestations are happening quicker and the divine is looking for instruments that it will be able to think through act through speak through and manifest magnificent ideas through and so it is with us you know and next year so you know we're planning consciousness revolution conference in nigeria we'll have the very first consciousness revolution conference in nigeria it will be amazing we're working towards having a big name in the arena of personal development and growth and expansion of consciousness to come into this area of the world so that we can lift the consciousness in this area to above 200. That's our goal. We want to get the collective consciousness in Africa to climb above 200 as it is on the kinesiology chart by David Hawkins, Dr. David Hawkins. Kinesiology, K-I-N-E-S-I-O-G-L-Y. It's a powerful study that he did, and it, you can literally measure the consciousness of an individual, of communities, of a country, of a region. And you could tell what the level of consciousness is. And consciousness precedes form. So the consciousness that we have in terms of the level of our consciousness precedes the manifestations in our lives. So if you want to change the manifestation in your lives, what you should do is change your consciousness. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Our life circumstances simply reflect the condition of our heart. So whichever way you want to rephrase it, what's necessary is that we have to raise our consciousness. And you can't raise it like you go and you change the dial on your thermometer and you raise the temperature. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. What you're going to have to do is to do the seven spiritual practices that will allow your consciousness to expand and the level to go up and it's something natural. Each and every one of us, each and every one, those listening and those who don't even know that this channel exists are already enlightened. It's just a function of awareness. We become aware of our enlightened state when we are ready and available and have the desire to know that state. When we know, want that state more than we want oxygen, when we want that state more than we want the life on planet Earth, that revelation of that state of consciousness becomes yours. And then when it's revealed itself to you, man, you are on a different level. Your life changes. The trajectory changes. The way you live on this planet changes. The way you see others changes. You literally have an about turn and you start to express peace, joy, abundance, prosperity, wholeness. A lot of beautiful things start to express by means of you and the old ways of being that you used to do start to die off and start to fall away from you and a new being is birthed, birthing itself. You become a new creature in the Christ consciousness. You express a completely different being. I know a lot of people talk about being a new creature in Christ but you know, that, that's another story. <laughs> right? But when you become a new one, you will know Right, you'll know what I'm talking about because you'll be able to relate to this 
to, to what I just said at a deep level with clarity and with understanding and the peace that surpasses human understanding is, is not a human peace. It's a peace that surpasses human understanding. It has understanding, but not at the human level. And as you have that spiritual awareness and expansion, the peace, the joy, the love comes with it. So my friends, it's been my privilege to share with us this morning. We spoke briefly about those chakras. We'll get into the others. And then we'll wrap this up with the last talk on you know, divine manifestation as we open up ourselves more and more to divine flowing in through and as us. Man, it's been my privilege and my honor to speak to us today. God bless each and every one of you. We'll see you at the top of life because you deserve to be there. That's your residence, all right? The omnipotent palace. God bless you all. Bye-bye for now.